section seventy of norway sweden denmark iceland greenland and the search for the poles this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the world's story volume eight norway sweden denmark iceland greenland and the search for the poles edited by eva march tappan section seventy glum and his man ingolf about nine fifty from vigaglum's saga glum was a real person who lived in the middle of the tenth century the story of his exploits is told in the saga of vigaglum one of the earliest of the sagas the following extract is full of allusions to the customs of early iceland the horse fights the atoning for bloodshed by the payment of a fine and the trick by which ingolf gets the daughter of thorkel for his wife the editor one it happened one summer at the althing that the northern men and those of the west firths met one another on the wrestling-ground in a match according to their districts the northerners had rather the worst of it and their leader was mar the son of glum now a certain man of the name of ingolf the son of thorvald came up whose father lived at rangavelur mar addressed him thus you are a strong-limbed fellow and ought to be sturdy do me the favour of going into the match and taking hold his answer was i will do so for your sake and forthwith the man he grappled with went down and thus it was with the second and the third so that the northerners were well pleased then said mar if you want a good word on my part i shall be ready to help you what may be your plans i have no plans he answered but i had an inclination to go southward and get work well rejoined mar i should like you to go with me i will get you a place ingolf had a good horse of his own which he called by the name of snee and he went northward to thevera after the thing was over and stayed there some time mar asked him one day what he intended to do there is an overlooker wanted here who ought to be somewhat handy for instance here is this sledge to be finished and if you can do that you can do something worth having i should be too glad of such a place said ingolf but it has sometimes happened that my horses have caused trouble in the pastures of the cattle no one will talk about that here answered mar so ingolf set to work on the sledge glum came up and looked at what he was doing that is a good piece of work he observed what are your plans ingolf answered i have no plans glum replied i want an overlooker are you used to that sort of business not much in such a place as this but i should be glad to stay with you why should it not be so said glum for i see that you and mar get on well together when mar came home ingolf told him what had passed i should like it much he answered if it turns out well and i will take care if anything displeases my father to tell you of it three times but if you do not set it right then i must stop so ingolf took to his business and glum was pleased with him one day glum and ingolf his overlooker went to a horse-fight 
the latter rode a mare but the horse ran along by their side the sport was good kalf of stockalad was there and he had an old working horse who beat all the others he called out why don't they bring into the ring that fine-jawed beast of the the vera people they are no fair match said glum your cart-horse and that stallion ah exclaimed kalf the real reason why you will not fight him is because he has no spirit in him it may be the old proverb is proved true the cattle are like their master you know nothing about that answered glum and i will not refuse on ingolf's part but the fight must not go on longer than he chooses he will probably know well enough said kalf that little will be done against your wishes the two horses were led out and fought well and all thought ingolf's horse had the best of it glum then chose to separate them and they rode home ingolf remained that year in his place and glum was well satisfied with him not long after this there was a meeting in diupadal whither glum and ingolf with his horse came kalf also was there this last man was a friend of the people of espihola and he demanded that they should now let the horses fight it out glum said it depended on ingolf but that he himself was against it however he did not like to back out of it and the horses were led out accordingly kalf spurred his horse on but ingolf's horse had the best of it in every contest then kalf struck ingolf's horse over the ears with his staff in such a way as to make him giddy but immediately afterwards he went at his adversary again glum came up and fair fighting was restored till in the end kalf's horse bolted from the ring then there was a great shout and at last kalf smote ingolf with his stick people interfered and glum said let us take no note of such a matter as this this is the end of every horse-fight mar on the other hand said to ingolf depend upon it my father does not intend that any disgrace shall attach to you for this blow Two, there was a man named thorkel who lived at haymar ingolf went thither and met this man's daughter who was a handsome woman her father was well enough off but he was not a person of much consideration in the country ingolf however attended properly to his duties as overlooker but he did not work as a craftsman so much as he had done and mar spoke to him once about it saying i see that my father is not pleased at your being often away from home ingolf gave a fair answer but it came to the same thing again and mar warned him again a second and third time but it was no use one evening it happened that he came home late and when the men had had their supper glum said now let us amuse ourselves and let each of us say what or whom he most relies on and i will have first choice well i choose three things on which i most rely the first is my purse the second is my axe and the third is my larder then one man after another made his choice and glum called out whom do you choose ingolf his answer was thorkel of hamar glum jumped up held up the hilt of his sword and going up to him said a pretty sort of patron you have chosen 
all men saw that glum was wroth he went out and ingolf went with him and then glum said to him go now to your patron and tell him you have killed kalf why replied he how can i tell him this lie you shall do as i please answered glum so they both went together and glum turned into the barn where he saw a calf before him cut its head off he cried and then go southward across the river and tell thorkel that you look to him alone for protection and show him your bloody sword as the token of the deed you have done ingolf did this went to thorkel and told him as news how he had not forgotten the blow kalf had given him and how he had killed him the answer was you are a fool and you have killed a good man get you gone as quick as you can i do not choose that you should be slain on my premises then ingolf came back again to meet glum who asked him well how did your patron turn out not over well said he you will have trouble on your hands remarked glum if kalf of stockalod should really be killed now glum himself had killed kalf at stockalod whilst ingolf was away and had thus taken vengeance for him and the following day kalf's death was publicly known thorkel said at once that a fellow had come thither who had taken the death on himself so that everybody thought it was really so the winter passed on and glum sent ingolf northward to the house of einar the son of konal and gave him nine hundred ells of cloth you have had no wages he said from me but with your saving habits you may turn this to good account and as regards this matter which is laid to your charge i will take care of that it shall not hurt you i paid you off for your perverseness in this way and when you come home you may come and pay me a visit ingolf answered one thing i beg of you do not let the woman be married to any one else this i promise you said glum ingolf's horses were left where they were einar the son of konal got ingolf conveyed abroad but thorvald began a suit at the hagrains thing for the slaughter of kalf and it looked as if ingolf would be found guilty glum was at the thing and some of ingolf's kinsmen came to him and asked him to look after the case professing their readiness to contribute to pay the fine for him glum told them i will see to the suit without any fine being paid when the court went out to sit and the defendant was called on for his defence glum stated that the suit was null and void for you have proceeded against the wrong man i did the deed then he named his witnesses who were to certify that the suit was void for though ingolf did kill the calf in the barn i did not make any charge against him for that now i will offer an atonement more according to the worth of the man killed than according to the pride of you men of espahol so he did and the people left the thing ingolf was abroad that winter and could stand it no longer but turned his cash into goods and purchased valuable articles and tapestry hangings of rare quality glum had given him a good cloak and he exchanged that for a scarlet kirtle the summer that he had sailed there came out to iceland 
the man called theodolf whose father lived at asustad he visited hamar and fell in with helga one day glum was riding up to hold and as he went down the hill at sarby theodolf met him glum said to him i do not like your visits to hamar i mean myself to provide for helga's marriage and if you do not give this up i shall challenge you to the home gang he answered that he was not going to match himself with glum and so he left off going thither three then ingolf came out to iceland and went to the vera and asked glum to take him in which was granted one day he said now glum i should like you to look over my merchandise so he did and it seemed to him that ingolf had laid out his money well then ingolf said you gave me the capital for this voyage and i consider all the goods as belonging to you no answered glum what you have got is not enough for me to take anything from you here answered ingolf are some hangings which i purchased for you these you shall accept and here is a kirtle i will accept your gifts replied glum another time glum asked him if he wished to remain at home with him and ingolf answered that his intention was not to part from him if he had the choice of staying my stud horses i will give you he said and glum replied the horses i will accept and now to-day we will go and find thorkel at hamar thorkel received glum well and the latter said you have wronged ingolf and now you must make it up to him by giving him your daughter in marriage he is a proper man for this match i will lay down some money for him and i have proved him to be a worthy fellow if you do not act thus you will see that you have made a bad business of it so thorkel consented and ingolf got his wife and settled down as a householder and a good useful man End of section seventy. This recording is in the public domain.